0: what's up everyone it's pastor jacob here i am back with another mini video speaking on our culture here at 316 church and speaking to gen z and how we can grow gen z leaders and how we can be better leaders ourselves and with two friends of mine right here to my right is my boy jesus what's good what's good to my
1: left is our special guest for today pastor micah go ahead introduce yourself what's going on i'm pastor micah costa from waco texas from the 254 Uh, (laughs) I pastor youth, youth, amazing youth group in Waco, Heaven's Culture Youth, I love them, shout out to you guys if you guys are listening, yeah, love, love to serve serve God, love to see the kingdom, come on, be done on earth as it is,
0: Heaven's Culture Youth, come on, looking up on Instagram, that's the one, look at my boy Micah with the X on Instagram,
2: X for the what, the A? Yeah, right, X for the A
0: with three underscores, that's the vibe, Um. (laughs) X type B. Today, we're gonna to talk about something that is near to my heart, near to our generation's heart, and it's a conversation around kingdom. A conversation around kingdom. I love this because I think Generation Z has been growing up in a generation with the spirit of collaboration. Past generations had black and white, Nike, Adidas. Brands stay to themselves. They stay true to their brand and they never ventured out of it. And I think for us, our generation, we see Converse collaborating with different artists and we see Nike collaborating with artists different brands taking the taking off their brand for a second and collaborating giving and taking and that's a picture of kingdom. Yeah. And what do you think about that? Like the spirit of collaboration <laughs> right. in our generation.
1: Oh, I love it. Well, it says that every tribe, every nation is represented in the kingdom. So good. And so if you're not collabing with other people, then you just you're not in the kingdom business. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I love you guys. Is like <laughs> I have a youth group that's going on. You guys have a youth group, but it's not a competition. Yeah. We, we're planning ideas and things to reach this next generation. And so with that collab, it's like it's literally seeing unity. I mean, you look at starting from the beginning. The devil was opposing God, and he kicked him out because he didn't have unity. You mm. know what I'm saying? God can't mm. work in in disposition and in disorder when there's no unity and so when there's unity god can work so good you know what i'm saying so that's, that's I think
0: about that verse right it says how good and pleasant it is for your brothers to dwell mm-hmm. in unity in psalms 133 it's like that's what pleases god's right. heart right exactly. and even in the conversation and i think it's in luke or matthew where he's like if two or more would be gathered in my yeah. name i'm there yeah it's not just speaking physically it's like if two would be gathered in their mind if their hearts would be gathered together okay. i'm into that like yeah, i'm yeah. into unity right what do you think about unity How has unity affected your life where has unity hurt you when it comes to the church Mm. to talk about unity for time.
2: i think unity uh is the breeding ground for growth Mm. like you can't you can't grow if everybody in your organization or if any everybody in your church or even in your workplace or even in your family so good isn't isn't for being together and moving forward to one goal yeah yeah, and that goal being jesus Yeah, yeah that goes that like will bring heaven to earth. Yeah. Um, I think unity is, is so important in in just in not even just one church growth, right? But in the big C church growth. Yeah. In order for us to move forward, I think right now the American church in specific is very stuck in its own branding, yeah, in its own culture. Oh, we do this. Oh, we're. We we do we're more conservative on this side, or oh, we're super Pentecostal over here. Yeah. But what would happen if the Pentecostals met up with the Baptists and say we we love really good teaching, but we also want the Holy Spirit to move yeah. in our service. Yeah. Um, and unity has really helped me grow, as 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 an individual, seeing that hey, it's not a it unity takes takes it from it being about you. Yeah. To it being about him. Come on. You know. Whew. So. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. Today. That's good. Um. So when it's about him and we're all unified in it being about him, yep, you you can see like heaven touching earth. Wow, you can see like the presence of God moving amongst His people. Yeah, um, and there have been there have been instances where unity, you know, it does hurt because mm. you got to put some things down. Yeah, right? but but it's not a bad hurt. Right, you just gotta lay your your lay what you think is right. lay what you want it to happen down, in order for the bigger agenda, God's agenda, what God wants to do in the room, God was so doing in space to to move. So good. I have a hard question I'm gonna ask you guys. I'll ask myself
0: first and then I'll let y'all ask. Like yeah. what are some things you gotta put down in your life yeah. and for the sake of unity? And I start with me, I think the biggest thing I gotta put down is like I would say not aesthetic, but caring about looks. Oftentimes I'm like, man, I love aesthetic, I love looks, right. I love these things. I gotta learn how, hey, that's not always the focus. I gotta put it down and say for the sake of unity You don't have to have my aesthetic. For the sake of unity, you don't got to use the same fonts as me. For the sake of aesthetic, you don't have to have your stage look the same as me. And because I always say excellence in that, I have a big emphasis on excellence in that. I think, hey, you may not think the same as me. Your excellence may be in the word or excellence in worship. And I got to learn to be like, hey, I'm putting down my thing. I believe that your thing is what I need. I mean, that's for me. What's something that you good. think, hey, I got to put down for the sake of unity in the church? Man, I think
1: style of like communication. So oh, good that up, was good. Sure, was, you you know? That's that, a took, good one. Took, yeah. You took it out of my mouthful. <laughs> Dang. It's good. Yeah, I think style of communication. I think a lot of us pastors have our style and have like how we, we like to communicate, how God bless us too. And so when you see someone communicating in a way, you're like, oh, but like, I could have said that so much better. Yeah. Or I could have brought that different revelation. It's like, no, to have that unified is like, like allow them to have a different view, allow them to come from a different so stance. So You know, as long as it's biblical, of course, it's not like right. whack theology or whatever. I, I agree, like, but it's like that. It's like John,
0: like having like John MacArthur, like <laughs> we're like that's not our style, right? But like he's still anointing it,
2: right? Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Man, I'm
2: gonna be honest. I got I gotta put myself down a lot. Mm. Like I I gotta be like I'm willing to lay myself in what I feel is right in this moment. So good, especially like within like there's been moments between. Uh, like in our in our youth group, where yeah. I'm like, yo, like they did not pass that moment right, yep. but something still happened. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I gotta be like, all right, I, I gotta put what I think should happen within within like the pastoral moment, yeah. and be like, all right, I'm gonna let somebody else pass this moment for yeah. the sake of unity, mm-hmm. and 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 be and be unified enough to to not even tell them that I what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't about me. Yeah, you right.
0: know what I mean, yeah. I think unity is easy when surrender is easy i think a lot of us like unity will be so easy unity isn't awkward unity isn't a hard thing when surrender is an easy thing right yeah and like when we say hey i'm willing to surrender like last night we always say we surrender the service Mm -hmm. and i say like hey I, i choose to surrender my life my ministry my mind my emotions to jesus man that makes unity easier yeah that makes it even easier because you're so used to surrendering. It becomes normal. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, I think a lot of the old heads need to learn this. And a lot of young people, be, I think a lot of Gen Z, our generation, we're really stuck in our ways, too. Yeah. And we get mad at older generation for being stuck in their ways. Yeah. Man, we're look stuck in, in our ways. Look in the mirror. We're yeah. really stuck in our ways. Yeah. And yeah. we both got to learn, hey, we actually got to surrender some things so we can collab within yeah. generations. Yeah. And that goes into the conversation about unity and kingdom. Right. Speaking about church, the capital C church, man, it's beautiful that years ago this stuff wouldn't have happened. Right, where your church comes to my church, right. or I go to your church, right. because people were so defensive over their church. Mm-hmm. This is my my group, my shepherd, like my, my brand. Like right. I can't move, man. What is like? kingdom mean to you what is the word kingdom what does that spark in your brain and how can we just start pushing that into our generation man yeah
1: i think kingdom is like you said unity within within races within gender especially Mm -hmm. i even think like gender even coming out of like a new like, way of thinking, like, women pastors a yeah. lot of, like, the older generations. <laughs> it was, like, a fire. big no-no. Right, yeah. Some of them are Like, you look at Christine Kane. Yep. Um, Sarah J. Roberts. Yes, oh, yeah.
2: Da you can preach the house Yeah,
1: day. like, you look at him like, so powerful. So, even, like, that, like, when it comes down to race or gender or whatever, even beliefs is, like, as long as it's biblically sound, you should be unifying with that people. Okay. And, like, look, recently the Lord's been really putting on my heart cross-generational ministry. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for example, I was supposed to be in um, Baltimore last weekend, missed my flight, whatever. It's a horrible situation. But uh, the Lord, like, dropped this message on me. is about, like, Elijah and Elisha. Like, Elijah like was faithful to Elisha to the older generation in that context in the fact that he just followed him. Straight mm-hmm. up he just went for it. And Elijah had to go and obey God to call that younger generation, even though he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think it's a it's a it's a two way street of like the old older generation needs to be able to surrender their pride, their whatever that they have their their statutes and their ways of doing things to say hey god if you want me to go mentor that young kid if you want me to raise this kid up i'm going to lay that stuff down right so it takes them the older heads to do that then the younger generation to be willing to give up everything they had elijah Elisha, had it easy. He was just chilling. He was popping oxen, whatever. But he was like, "Hey God, if, if you're calling me, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna get. Yeah. I'm not gonna ask questions." Literally, he just burned all this stuff. He he cooked the meat, gave it to his people, and he went with Elijah. So good. And so when there's that cross generational ministry, it's it's like wisdom from the old and and like a new way of seeing things and doing things from the young. Yeah. It's beautiful. So, good, so so yeah. That's just been on my heart about about cross generational cross generational ministry. So good. This is important,
2: man. I I think kingdom looks like this. Mm. I'm willing to put in the work and plow the field for you and move all the mountains that I can so that when it's your time you can just walk through it. So good. Right. You know what I mean like you, you don't you don't have to deal with all the struggle that I deal with. Right. You don't have to deal with all the traditional like values that I that like yeah, I had to partner with God to break down. I'm ready to be like, "Hey, I put in all the work. I, I love you so much. I mentored you through all this stuff. Here's a baton." So good. Go do what God called you to do. Yep. Right? Like, I, I, I feel like that's what cross Generation ministry looks like. Like, hey, I'm, I, I've i been pastoring for 30 years, X, Y, and Z, right? And this is how I learned. God God moved through me in, in these moments. God started this movement. But I think God wants to do something new now. So good. And I'm ready. To pass it on. To pass it on. That's yeah. good. I think kingdom is simply heaven.
0: All right? That's like kingdom is heaven my goal is what heaven wants and you look through the scripture heaven gets excited about one thing in particular Mm -hmm. is when people come to know jesus heaven celebrates when people come to know jesus i i the lord's been challenging me he's like you need to seek what heaven um gets excited about yeah like i don't think there's no other thing in the scriptures that's talked about heaven literally throwing a party right other than the scriptures that says when someone comes back to the Lord, when right. someone comes to know Jesus, mm. that's what gets heaven excited. I want what heaven gets excited yeah. for. Yeah. And that's kingdom. It's like saying, hey, I'm going to collab with this church. I'm going to collab with those people. I'm going to even collab with unbelievers right. because kingdom is heaven. Exactly. Yeah. Kingdom is heaven. It's like, hey, I want Jesus and I want people to see Jesus. I'm willing to put down everything. I'm right. willing to put down all of it because I want to see people come to Jesus. Right. And I think I love the conversation of kingdom because this is what's the next 20 years of the church yeah. is going to have to change. Yeah. Because we get, like for the example, like, we always talk about church growth right? and church growth strategies. right? But if you notice cr- church growth, it's always other Christians moving from one smaller church yeah, to a to bigger, bigger church. church right? It's yeah. not organic. And it's not... Right someone coming from drugs into life right man. or someone coming from sex slavery into life or right someone coming into darkness into light right and it's like no this is what kingdom is mm-hmm. bringing people back into what they were created to be exactly and, but doing it in every space yeah. every area every building right. no matter what exactly. man that's what kingdom means to me it's like hey i want what heaven gets excited about yeah, kingdom is heaven and we gotta pray to ourselves and for the next generation hey don't get caught up in church right yeah. Get yeah. caught up in Christ. Exactly.
1: And yeah, and I think that church is a place for people to come into to be set free, to be, like you said, from darkness into the light. And I think that us as believers are to be the church for that. And so it's like if if there weren't lost souls and unsaved people and people that needed Jesus, why would we need church? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like That's so good. You know, we can go meet in a coffee shop and talk about Jesus on a Sunday morning, right? Okay. Like church shouldn't just be to go hang out and play church and put your mask so on. So good. You know, bro. church is there for the lost.
2: So kingdom is taking church to them. Come on. Hmm. You know kingdom, I mean? is, like, kingdom
1: is going. Like I've been so privileged to, to have kids in my youth group that have, have not experienced God To come in and feel the Holy Spirit, feel the changing power of God, and come. And that's where my growth has been. It hasn't been other kids. I mean, I have a few that have come from different youth groups, but the majority of my kids are, like, those that have never seen God. Yeah. Never experienced church like that. Or they went to church, and and, and there there wasn't, like, that growth, or they didn't feel the Holy Spirit there enough to, like, change their life. And so... The, the mindset of the kingdom is to change lives that's really yeah, what so it is, is to bring in is to show god of who he really is and so when we collab and we show these youth we show these people whatever our congregation that being in unity this is what god looks like he's he's three in one like that's the literal perfect example of unity yeah. and so when we show that we get to show mm. who god is because when there's disunity again then there, there comes church hurt and why did they do this to this and so and so say this But it's like when you're unified, and you bring youth groups together, you bring churches together, you do collabs with with different companies or whatever. It shows that's what kingdom is. Mm. It's everybody. So good. So, I think
0: what's I think that's double what you're saying. Like, if it's not the gospel. And right. it's not it. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not kingdom. There's no need for it. Like, and it's the thing is, like, for our Sunday mornings and our Wednesday night gatherings, mm-hmm. if we're not preaching the gospel at least once, if right. we're not saying Jesus is the reason why we're here, right? If Jesus is not mentioned, nothing, yeah. I don't care if you're speaking about wisdom. Right. I don't care if you're speaking about the book of Noah or right. Noah, the book of Jonah. Sorry. Damn, you pulled you pulled the Richie. I did. Yeah. He said, my friend, our, our, shout our, our shout intern said, the book of David. book of David. But he was my favorite book. That's the favorite, my best, the best book, the book of, uh, the Book of Habakkuk. Anyways, I don't care what you're preaching out of. Right. We got pointed to Jesus. Come on. We got pointed to the gospel. Every time. Yeah. What is the biggest frustration you have when it comes to the church brand culture? Because church brand culture is the reason why there's no collaboration. Right. And I think also is this is about to about be hot.
2: Okay. Oh, I love hot takes. I like it. But
0: yeah. well, we've been I've been saying this a lot. Leadership is an idol. Mm-hmm. Vision is an idol. Mm-hmm. And mission is an idol. Mm-hmm. The Your church values are like an idol. Yeah, like the church is what happened was the business world crept into the church, which is yeah. great. We need organizational ministry. Right. And then it's like, okay, our vision is this. So we're gonna preach more about our vision. Mm. Our vision is on the wall. Yeah. Our visions are on the pamphlets. Our vision is on Instagram. Mm. Our mission are on all these things. Right. But those things aren't the gospel. Right. Yeah. And we preach more on vision mission yeah. than the gospel. Yeah. And it's like, anything that's above God is an idol. Yeah. And it's crazy that the church today has vision as an idol, mission as an idol, leadership as an idol. Mm-hmm. And we care more about growing our leadership, growing our vision, growing our mission, and making these things so prevalent in our staff's life right. that we forget it's the gospel. Yeah. Like, right. That's the reason why we're here. Yeah. Kind of, talk about your frustration with yeah. church brand culture. Yeah. And, and yeah. then, not just your frustration, like, what's the solution? Yeah. Because a lot of people are, like, frustrated with church, so we're like, we're going to deconstruct, we're gone. Right. No, we want to, no, we're no, frustrated, we're <laughs> yeah. we're, we're frustrated go. with these
1: things, right. but then I want to get a solution yeah. to those things. Right, well, I think um, I think what happened was, because the verse says, be in the world, but not be of the world. Right. I think it was be, what happened was, be in the world, become the world. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like churches, they, we look cool. We got the cool merch and, and graphics and, and, and vision and whatever. It looks so worldly and then it turns into just that. You know, like it, like a, a few of these big name churches is like, they don't preach the gospel anymore. It's just it's just what we believe and what we see and so I think what happened was is we were so focused because I remember the time where it was like really bad to have like the lights and the merch. Like it was right. like we need to be like here. Like Different. white. Black, yeah, black and white. And then all of a sudden I remember that started to change where like it's more like aesthetics, worldly stuff, aesthetics, yeah. are kind of flown, and it was cool. It was like really like godly. It was like really like it wasn't an idol. And then I think now we're at the point where it's become like idolatry in a wow. sense of like, oh, I only go to their church because their merch is fire, yeah. or like they always have their vision. Or I really like their vision. I don't like what they preach about. The problem
2: that happens with that is you don't get organic growth. You don't right. get lost. You don't get lost people in your church, right? Because of branding, right? Right. That's so good. Right. You know what I mean, like. When something organic happens, people are interested in it, right? Because it's authentic, right? Right? It's exactly. it's not. Oh, I've never seen anything like this, bro. I guarantee you, somebody has seen branding like Tyler Creator in church before, right? right? But has but have you made Jesus the main priority in your exactly. service? Yeah. And I and I guarantee you, there are people in our city, yeah. people who live across the, the street right now who are like, man, I've never witnessed what I just witnessed this morning, right? Or I just witnessed this Wednesday afternoon, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when Jacob and I started doing ministry together here. I off the off the bat, off the rip, I was like, what we're doing here has never been done in the city. Yeah. In the history of the city. Right. Yeah. Right? Right. And it was because not only were we doing aesthetics and excellence, mm. but we weren't we weren't making that an idol. Right. It yeah. wasn't like I'm gonna do production so well that people are gonna be interested in our production. That's just a media team. Right? Yeah. And like <laughs> We're what we're gonna do is we're gonna host the presence of God right. to to an extent where we have no idea what we're doing yeah and we the only thing we have to say is God did this right
1: so good right yeah that's the same way yeah and I think um like the solution to that and I love that because that's what I did in Waco is very like religious and very like conservative and very just like you walk into like a, a, like a blue painted youth room and all the lights are on and they're playing it like Hillsong Young and Free yeah. you know what I'm saying like just basic like church but what I did is like we dim the lights we made a dope aesthetic we put on the cool like Christian rap music when they come in so that way it draws them in right but then what my my like thing was is like not my thing my, the thing that I really wanted to like like come at is like this needs to be a place that hosts the presence of God okay. when you walk in here I don't care if you like the music or not whatever that's cool but at the end of the service, at, during preaching, during worship, during ministry time, my goal is for you to feel God. It's wow. for you to experience God. And so I think what the church needs to do is is it needs to get it needs to separate again. And I think it, that it needs to find the balance between being cool, being culturally relevant, which I think is important, right? Jesus was. Paul was. You know, he was a, a tent maker. You know, he probably made some nice tents. You know what I'm saying? And so I think we have to find that, that boundary and that line of saying, okay, let's get them in. Yep. But let's also make sure that we really push the fact of this is God-centered. This yeah. is this is all for His kingdom and all for His glory. So good. You know what I'm saying? Because if it's not, then it's just a cool. Hangout spot on yeah, Sunday morning. What attracts your audience? Yeah, exactly. What's gonna keep your audience? Yeah. If, right. You know? Yeah, because and I had so many youth youth kids tell me I've never been to a youth group like this before. And it's not because I'm cool and tatted and, and have a shaved head. No, that's not it. I don't care. Not because you look like Drake. Yeah, right? I was like Drake. That's like that's not it. They would always tell me I've never felt what I feel here. So okay. yeah, Right. I never experienced God the way that I experienced it. And again, it's not me. Every every week I say, God, I want you to take it, use me. Yep. Let me just be a mouthpiece. Yep. I, like I decrease so you can increase. Because yep. it, it shouldn't be about me. It shouldn't Be about our leaders, right? Like Mm -hmm. I don't want these kids to idolize me because it's not me. I tell them all the time. I'm like, I'm like, I have problems the same as you do. I'm still a human being. God just chose me to preach the gospel, and I said yes. You know what I'm saying? So I think for the church to come out of that idolatry with branding and and leaders, it's it's centering yourself back to okay, what? Why are we here? What's the reason for this? It should be should be God should be saving lives. You know, it's a life saving business. you know what I'm saying? And and so I think that would be the solution is again drawing that line. Keeping it cool, keeping it relevant, but keeping the, I guess the root of it, is of the presence of God, of the, the saving power of God, of the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so. And I was, I have, I've
0: have—I've had this conversation with myself year for years about the idea of holiness, right? Mm. And holy literally just means set apart. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I've been telling people, we need to make church holy again. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not set apart. Yeah. There's times in history Where people were walking to church and immediately just just walking in, Mm -hmm. life change. Yeah, like there was times in the history of church where the church was the center of the city, Mm -hmm. like it was built around the church. They had everything, right, and they were set apart. Yeah, and now we're just a part of culture, right? Like to the point where like we're copying culture, right, in a sense. But like, and like what sets us apart is not music. Mm -hmm. What sets us apart is not our aesthetic, right. What sets us apart from any building to ever be built is the presence of Jesus Christ. That's right. That's the only thing. And the thing that's so sad and so frustrating is that we neglect it. And we're just like, we're going to spend more time in meetings, more time in admin, more time in all these things when it's like, that's not what makes us different. Yeah. No. Like that stuff won't bring people into the house of God. Right. Yeah. Look, the Bible says when God be lifted up. Yeah. All men will be drawn unto yeah, him. right. You want a great church growth strategy? Lift up Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to yeah. grow? Lift up Jesus. Yeah. And watch people come to the house of God because that's what people are longing for, right? The Bible says creation is longing yeah. and groaning for their father, crying out, Abba, yeah. Father. They're, all of creation is be groaning, saying we need God. Right. And what we give them? Aesthetics. Yeah. yeah. What do we
2: give them? Our vision statement? Vision doesn't save people. Branding doesn't save people. Aesthetic doesn't save people. Stage design doesn't save people. LED lights don't save people. LED screens. LED screens screens. don't
1: save people. Exactly. Well, I think. Oh, sorry. You know ahead. what I mean? Yeah, Well, yeah, I mean you I see that. You, you see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and Paul's talking says, and it, so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or of human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you with weakness and great fear and trembling. My message and preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith not not well, not sorry. Your faith might not rest on human wisdom, so but on God's power. So good. So you can change the words. I didn't come to you with branding. I didn't come to you with uh, my my amazing leader and amazing words that tickle your ears. Paul literally says, "I came to you with fear and trembling, so that God's power would work through so me, so that you get so changed. good, bro." And so it's like people are always like, "Oh, well, the Bible's not relevant," and Paul that was for that time. And it's like, no, this is literally no, what's happening Paul came there. as a weak man. Exactly. So that
2: God could be could be shown. Literally, strong. Yeah, he said, "He's yeah, you know he, know that's yeah, so good.
1: yeah." He said, "He said." So, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith wouldn't rest in me, wouldn't rest in brand, it wouldn't yeah, rest in how cool the church looks or how good your coffee is, but it would rest in God's power. So good. Bro. So it's just like that's and that's one thing and I, that I just I always come back to. Whenever I, I, the big head starts to come in and while wow, we're looking really cool and this is really dope, it's like okay, am I letting God's power flow through me, mm. or is it or is it for me?
0: Is it a formula? Right.
1: Right. Yeah, right. And I think too,
0: like I was thinking about this right now. Like I love the verse where God says, like. I use the foolish things to confound mm. the wise. Yeah, and it's like it's foolish. Yeah, if you were to tell me every week I'm gonna preach the same message. Right. We're gonna, we're gonna have the same system. Right. Instead of working on our formula for event, evangel- we're gonna pray for an hour. Right. And then God's gonna blow up our church. Right. You're gonna be like, That's you're an sick. idiot. That's yeah. dumb. You're a fool. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're preaching the gospel every week. You're not changing it up. You're not making anything relevant. Like, you don't need to. Like and it's like yeah. God's using the foolish things yeah. to confound the wise. Yeah. They're gonna be like, why is they always talking about Jesus? Yeah. Why is it every time we come here I feel something? Mm. The formula's so simple. I I, I need this thing. Yeah. God's using the things to confound the wise, but we keep trying to get wise, wise. Mm-hmm. Let's get the more tools. Let's become the greatest leader. And it's like, man, God's not called you to be the greatest leader. He called you to be the greatest <laughs> follower.
1: Yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. Right? Like,
0: we're not called to be great leaders. Right. I'm called to be a great follower. Yeah. And in following Jesus is when we're going to see great people come to come to him.
1: Yeah. Any last thoughts? Uh, that's good. I mean, I think for me, it's like, just be a vessel. Be yeah. willing. Be, so good. be yeah. a servant. Yeah. Jesus came to not to be served but to serve. Yeah. and you look at the impact that he had in just three years. Yep. his ministry was only three years long. You know what I'm saying? God, God prepared him. God, God baptized him, sent him out, got him ready to to walk in his calling. But he was just a vessel. Yeah, he said he literally said, "It's not me who speaks, but my Father. I don't do or say what the Father tells me not to or to say or to do." And so it's like to encourage and whoever's listening is like, if you if you're like, "Well, why is nothing working out?" Reevaluate. Go back to First Corinthians 2, and, and look. And because the thing is. Jacob, the thing is, the and, and Jesus, the Bible should be a mirror, mm. right? It should be a reflection. I should look into this and, and see myself. And if yeah. I don't see myself, that's an issue, mm. right? So that the Bible is there to rebuke and to restore, right? To and to correct, correct, right? And so if I'm not looking at the Word of God as a mirror and saying, okay, am I coming in weakness and fear? So good. Oh, I'm not. Okay, so how do I change that? And so mm. for anyone that's listening, it's like let the Bible let let the Word of God be a mirror of your ministry so good. and watch it grow.
0: Wow, you know, so, so Yeah, <laughs> I think my last thought would be, our brand logo should be washing feet. Yeah. The NBA has what's the homeboy's name? John Stockton. No, mm-hmm. no, it's not John Stockton. It's not John
2: Stockton. Oh uh,
0: no, no, no. Um, oh, Pistol Pete, the man. No, it's not Pistol Pete. Uh, oh man, that's gonna bother me. Whatever. <laughs> man, who's the who logo? Oh my gosh. Do you know the NBA logo? Oh, Do you know the C- NBA C- logo's name? Uh. Uh-huh. It's, oh my goodness, this is going to bother me, so we got to do it right now. The NBA's logo is... Jerry West. Jerry West. Jerry West, yeah. Dang it. Anyways, our Jerry West should be the picture of Jesus washing feet. Yeah. Like, that's so good. when they see the church, they should think people washing feet. Yeah. People are serving others. Or serving low. Our bodies are low, our minds are low, our lives are low because we're serving Mm -hmm. others. That's right. That's what we should be known for. Come on. And that's what's going to build kingdom. That's right. Right? That's what God honors. Hey, thank you for coming on. Of course. I love you. Love you too, man. Jesus? I know I got yawned. All right. Love y'all. Bye.